the Brewers. Oh, I'm sorry, the Milwaukee Booers. All right, so Rowdy's got a list he wants to attack today. I also have a list I want to attack today. Rowdy goes, Craig Council, Orlando Arceus stands. That's uh, fanboys. Any hitter not carrying their weight. Luis Urias' meltdown in three games. That's Rowdy's list. Mine is Andy Haynes, Major League Baseball replay, the Brewers offense. And then we say good morning to RJ. Good morning, RJ. Morning. Do you have a list of people that are on your S list? Just one. And I think I assume it's going to be Andy Haynes? It is. The Brewers hitting coach. Correct. To Mundo. What about his assistant? I don't remember his name, but I know I, his... I mean, just fire just... the lead guy. <laughs> just... I don't even care at this point. <laughs> Your approach at the plate is absolutely pathetic for every hitter on this team right now. That's pretty bad. You're hitting 208 this month. Okay, so Last you said month the month was of May. The month of May was what? 208. 208. Only one team below you at 178, and that's the team that Rowdy so astutely pointed out. <laughs> astutely. Has been no hit two times in 14 days. So <laughs> if the trend continues, they're going to be hitting 200 by June. Well, and it's still the team that uh, is below you overall, hitting 199 as the Brewers dropped two uh, points yesterday. To go from 214 to uh, 212. All right, so we have something on here. The King, who loves to troll, and I love when the King trolls. Sometimes he's good at it. Other times it's he's not. But today is he's uh, he can get Rowdy's goat with this one. Because on Rowdy's list is Orlando Arcia stands. The King says, ever since the Brewers traded away Orlando Arcia, they've gone downhill. And then he links a, an article. Orlando Arcia extends his hitting streak to 12 games with a walk-off homer. In the minors. And, yes, yeah. Rowdy, congratulations! Oh, sorry, or, congratulations! Oh, no, you're good. You're good. Congratulations, you're good. You're Orlando Arcia, for for being a baller in AAA. Pretty much uh, your exact profile. You could play in the minor leagues, but you couldn't swing the bat at the majors. Keston here is hitting 350 in the minors. Guess Daddy is hitting 350. It's a lot better than the 152 in the majors, but that's not going to cut it if you move him back. So, up. Rowdy, Orlando Arcia stands. The King's going to kick off your one of your names on the list here of who you want to attack. So Orlando Arcia stands. You want to do a little, mm, I don't know, dressing down of these stands? Yeah, let's do some trivia first. Oh, he's he, Scott dropped off. Oh, okay. What? Yeah, I don't Scott, you're on hold. I was going to get to him. I was going to get him, uh, for lack of a better ter- uh, words, out of the way. Now he's never going to get got to. But now Scott, he, he must have had breakfast calling, or maybe Trudy called. I don't know. One of the two. One of the two. Maybe his roommate told him to shut up. I think a lot of people agree with his roommate. Uh, Rowdy, Orlando Arcia stands. Do you want to do this now? Yeah. So the reason why I liked the trade was you're grabbing two arms that were legitly uh, major league level arms for your bullpen. Mm-hmm. Sabaka is yet to see the major leagues, though he's he was at the alternative site. He's a guy that's pitching in AAA. He spent multiple seasons with the Braves. He'd be a low leverage arm. Then you had Patrick Weigel, who was actually a higher-rated prospect, who a lot of Brave fans liked and thought was kind of promising. Kind of reminded me of a a Hauser type player, and they were using him out of the bullpen. You've seen him at the bull or at the major league level. He's given you innings. It has not pitched bad either. No. And you already had Luis Arias, who by the way can play short, second, and third, versus Orlando Arcia. 
They literally going into this season had the same profile. Both could swing the bats in the minor leagues. Both were inconsistent at the major leagues. Both played plus defense. And Luis Urias was three years younger than Orlando Arcia. He still had, uh, if you include this season, three, four more years of control where Orlando Arcia had one more season being under um, arbitration. Mm-hmm. If you look at uh, the Orlando Arcia, you look at his profile. He swung the bat well in the minor leagues. So did Luis Rios. If you go right through and you go at their and you attack their hitting, if you attack how well they've swung the bat, you look at the uh, Orlando Arcia, and in the minor leagues, the guy had a two eighty six average. It's pretty good, that's isn't pretty, it? That's, pretty, that's good. pretty good. I mean, if if he hit two, if he hit two eighty six, the Brewers would love him. Yes. I mean, you you go right down the line and you find oh here, Luis Rios. What did he hit in the minor leagues? Well, in his minor leagues, he hit three oh six. Whoa! It's even better. Whoa! <laughs> but then <laughs> what the difference is when you look at uh, Major League Baseball, you have uh, Orlando Arcia here. He's batting two forty four. And he's had a ton of at-bats. Yeah. Luis Urias has legitly played one major league season for at-bats. And he's batting two twenty two. Huh. So again, neither are great and both performed in the minor leagues. Huh. One is three years younger. And then when you look at the uh, fielding, you talk about how Urias has nine errors. Seven of them have come in three games, Ooh. and it's always the same stuff. They come it's, in packs. <laughs> it, it's not his fielding. It's every time it's the throw. Does he have nine, and, his and nine it's errors now? Like, it's almost like he's like got the, games? the Stavi yips. It's like once he sees one of those throws airmailed to first base, it's all he does for the rest of the game. Yeah. The I, I, can't, I, I literally can't explain that. Because if you go back through and you look at their, uh, you know, their fielding throughout their career... And when we talk about their their fielding and their fielding percentages, this is going back through minor leagues, major league appearances, and even foreign leagues like like Dominican winter ball. Sure, you can go back through it and you look at all of them. At every single level in every single winter baseball league combined, Orlando Arcia makes about two plays, about two plays more than uh, Luis Urias, over a hundred plays. Really. So about two plays more than Luis Urias. Mm-hmm. And Urias is the guy that over his career has played short, second, and third. So he's rotating a lot more than Orlando Arcia, who basically played shortstop and then the couple games at third base. And Rowdy, you had told me this, I think it was off air, Luis Urias, even with all of his errors so far this season, which is what, nine on the year in 38 games? Luis Urias' defensive war is still in the positives. Yeah, he's still, believe it or not, he still has a positive defensive war Despite with all those errors. All those errors. And I would say a couple of those errors too, like the majority of them are all throws, but I think some of them is the chemistry between him and uh, Colton Wong in the middle there. Sure. Because there was a couple that I thought uh, throughout the year that could have been charged potentially to Wong because they're 50-50 plays, and you're not going to give a gold glove or a, <laughs> a 50-50 error. No. Yeah. But I mean that doesn't and that's not an excuse for why all of a sudden he's now overthrowing the guy at first base. I it literally think it's like a mental block at this point. Cuz how can you be so good at times and then all of a sudden 
they just come in bunches. So all the people that are clamoring, well, we traded away Orlando Arcia for this. This is our starting shortstop. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but Orlando Arcia still has not been in the majors since being traded. No, he hasn't been able to break the lineup because the Braves also have uh, Ozzie Elbies playing second base and Dansby Swanson playing short. Huh. But he can play third. And Austin Riley plays third. <laughs> he can, but he can play third. And, and, <laughs> but I guess the biggest thing when you look at the two is, in my opinion, you have Orlando Arcia was the little bit better fielder for sure. Both are plus fielders. Mm-hmm. You look at the hitting overall through their minor leagues and, and major leagues, I think Luis Arias, and I think a lot of people would agree with this, he has better at-bats than Orlando Arcia, even though Orlando Arcia, kind of like uh, Urias, has errors yeah. in bunches. Arcia has strikeouts and non-contact in, in bunches. bunches. Yeah. And we've seen Usually, that... It's called the regular season. Yeah, we've seen that in every single uh, year with Orlando Garcia. He'll get hot for a few weeks, have three mad months, and get hot for a few weeks. <laughs> and then be ready for the playoffs. Basically, <laughs> be ready. Yeah, basically, Squeak I think in. you uh, gave away a little bit better of a fielder for a little bit better of a, a guy that uh, has better plate appearances. And the biggest thing for me is he's Urias is more controllable and he's younger. It's still no excuse for the errors, but it's like... Thinking Orlando RC is the difference between winning all these games, it's been three terrible games for Urias. Yeah, that's it. They come in bunches, and they happen to be in just three games in bunches. All right, we'll come back. Rowdy's got to, uh, he ain't done yet. We started the show at 6 o'clock, obviously, doing this, and I'm going to do it again. Today, will they will not be referred to as the Milwaukee Brewers. They will be referred to as the Milwaukee Booers. Because the Milwaukee is is either the Milwaukee Ewers or the Milwaukee Booers, and we came really quick to the conclusion because it that, isn't the Brewers. No, it's it's not the Brewers today. It's if you were at the stands and you were a Brewers fan, you would have to be booing. Are they booing? Yeah, there might be one person saying booers, but most would be saying booers. As the bro- the Booers, excuse me, I almost said Brewers. As the Booers. You would say you, but then as the game progressed, you'd be like, boo, boo, boo. <laughs> Brandon Woodruff, an absolute gem, wasted again by the booers. So Woody has the lowest run support per nine innings of Major League Baseball's 65 qualifying pitchers. 1.58 run support for nine innings. And Adam McKelvey said, if you back it down to a minimum of just 30 innings, only Sonny Gray can claim the poorer support (laughs) as the Reds have scored him .59 runs per nine innings on the mound. So Brandon Woodruff, and we're going to talk about Woody coming up because he was hot. And Rowdy was just describing, you know, Brandon Woodruff as the council came out to take him out of the game and Woody talked his way out of it. And then, obviously, what it, hit the batter, and then Council came back out, and Woody then started chirping from the yeah. The bench. So, so basically, when he worked that first or he walked that first batter in the eighth inning, when there was two outs, Council came right up the steps, and you could see that Brandon Woodruff was saying something to him because Council didn't have a very long visit. No, it was basically <laughs> once he got there. He tapped him on the shoulder and basically walked right back to the dugout. Oh, he said, get the hell out of here. And then almost like the next pitch, you could see he lost the grip a little bit on it, and he hit the batter. So now he's got guys on first and second with two outs. 
Still below his 100 pitch count. 98 pitches. And Craig Council goes right back up the stairs. And Woodruff is having words with him. He's hot. And not only did they have words on the mound, as Woodruff was walking off the mound, he was turned towards the mound saying stuff. I'm going to imagine that was to Craig Council. Because then when Devin Williams came walking in, you could tell he was hot in the dugout. You could tell he was banging the uh, the railing and the the fence there where the, you're sitting there signals? on the dugout. Oh, he was dropping some F-bombs. And then <laughs> when uh, you had the terrible review, which for somehow we can get to this later. No, it's on the list. Major League Baseball can't get a review right. And the fact that Devin Williams continued to give up hit uh, hit after that. He was hot, and you could tell because that was his inning to finish. You don't nope. take a competitor out that's been throwing that well and not allow him to live or die with his game. Well, Craig Council set the tone for the first you know, gem that Woody was pitching. He took him out, and then Woody lost his um, – was that a – was that the first game of the season, or was it the second game when he pitched his absolute second game? Second, second game, because the first game was at Twins Zone. Yeah, because Woody was just balling, and then after the game, he's like, "Yeah, next time you're gonna have to tear me off the mound. You're gonna have to pry me off there." Well, well, then, then well if the you next, remember, the next game was Corbin Burns too, who yep. was dealing, and it was like the sixth inning. He's just like, "I know he's only got seventy pitches, but I mean, we can't. Out here. We, can't, we need keep him. him. We're gonna keep him comfortable. Gonna keep him. Well, comfortable. if you remember that second time after Woodruff had said those comments. The second time, which was obviously a few starts later, if I remember correctly, he did talk his way into finishing the inning, and he did finish the inning. Yep. And nothing, obviously, no meltdown occurred. But my biggest thing is, if you continue to rip a guy off the mound whose ERA is 1.58, the same exact number that the team is scoring per nine innings (laughs) for you while you're on the mound, and you're not in the position to, because at the time it was 0-0, Guys on first and second, two outs, bottom of or eighth inning here. You're sitting there and you're going, this guy has just given you everything for nearly eight innings. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's his game to live or die with. And the him. only the only reliever that you feel right now that has been throwing consistently shut down innings is Josh Hader. Yep. And I don't see Hader warming up in the bullpen. No. No. If I'm him, hair. how many more times <laughs> do you do you get pulled out that early? Until you think, wow, the manager just turned his back on yeah, me. Yeah, screw these guys. He doesn't have and, my back. And, and how long until I go, well, you turn your back on me, I'm turning your back on you. Well, Tom asked, Tommy, who called in early, and I see the phone line's blown up. I'm going to get to you in one second here. Tommy had said, how long before Brandon Woodruff is a Yankee? And Rowdy, you said what? Well, if you look at their <laughs> July, their, their contracts, <laughs> yeah. obviously you have a Brandon Woodruff. You have the Josh haters. You have all these guys under contract for another depending on the player, two to four years. Yep. But also, you have the long-term Christian Yelich deal that kicks in, and you still have Lorenzo Cain, who's getting older and older and wearing on me more and more by the game. <laughs> and you still have a Jackie Bradley Jr. who... I think everyone if, in the Brewers uniform is wearing on us. If they, if they pick up his option, that's another $10, 12000000 You have uh, Colton Wong, who's under contract for uh, double-digit millions. So it's not like all of a sudden you're, you're dumping a bunch of salary like you potentially uh could have like this year yeah and if you really thought maybe we can't win with this team maybe you do start to tear it down you do all right so we'll, have to. we're gonna keep talking because about there's this. no farm system and i have comments from brandon woodruff coming up and craig council and lorenzo kane we're, we'll talk about it uh let's see here i'm curious let's go to the phones I got a couple people on hold welcome to the show who's this i'm having a male orgasm over this i love this talk stay from monona the cubs fan 
Thank you, Nelson. I mean, this is great talking. Now we're blaming this and blaming. I mean, where's RJ? RJ blames everybody for me. I mean, God knows he blamed the schedule. He blamed the goalie. He blamed. He's got to blame somebody. I mean, God, he must be a liberal. Blame, blame, blame. But hey, before my comment, Dave Nelson, just pick the pick of cotton and pick of tobacco. I mean, you, 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 I, Dave Stilton's only has tobacco. I don't think there's any cotton in. Uh, well, in I think he can or corn. There's but I, corn, I think. I think I think Nelson could get that correct. But, hey, at least I called you. Well, a buddy of mine just texted me and was on your website and seen, seen your new logo, except he asked me, he goes, where's Nelson? Yeah, it says, no, he says Ebo's over the line, Dave, yes. Yeah, but there's no Nelson. I, I didn't know the show changed. I mean, I, I was, well, Dave, here's the thing. That logo's been out now for, I don't know, three, four, five months maybe, so you're a little late to the party. Well, of course I'm late. I'm always late coming to the party. <laughs> don't, Nelson, I mean, Nelson. Nelson can't uh, pick games. He can't pick cotton. He can't get his name on, you know, on the, the marquee. But I well, Dave, my it. name's not even on it. Don't even, Dave. As the marketing genius that you are, I wouldn't worry <laughs> about it right now, buddy. I'm not worried, but I, I mean, you, uh, I mean, I think you are. You DM, you texted me, you had a Facebook comment, and now you're calling in about it. I, I would feel like you just don't worry about it, buddy. <laughs> are, are we a little testy this morning, there, evil? I mean, I just uh, no, not I, at all. I mean, I, I, I appreciate the marketing genius trying to uh, do things, but this one's out of my hands, Dave. Anyway, so uh, did I keep up the great talk? I appreciate. It. I had to get on before Scott did. Before, before, and by the way, Scott must have survived because he must be calling. Yeah, my, I, I thought that marshmallow I, I sent down there, you know, yesterday might, might have. Oh, uh, hey, Dave. Nelson brought up something that I. Nelson, what'd you bring up about Dave earlier? Yeah, today? so are you going to regret the fact that you got scared off of the season win total bet? Now the fact that the Cubs are a half game ahead of the Brewers because they're still down six to three in the series. No, because no, because the Cubs stink, and I don't make excuses for them. So you guys, every single day, you get the three best pitchers in baseball. And you guys got a horrible manager. You can't win game seven. Hey, Milwaukee, realize <laughs> Council's seven. not your man. Send him along with Rogers. Don't let the door hit you on the ass. Out of town. But it's a great talk, man. I enjoy it. Well, so Dave, on, that's no. what we're trying to do, just entertain everyone out there for hey, you, especially there's gotta you. Be a, there's got to be a Milwaukee Brewers hat to burn somewhere. No. Nope. So, so, hey, hey, Scott, the only song you should be worried about today with Nelson Ebo is Go Cubs, go. Let's see it, Dave. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? <laughs> All right, so Rowdy, one of the articles is here. Let me just do this. I'm gonna Zach Heilprin, our sports director, wrote it. He always writes great stuff. And I go to MadCitySportsZone.com, our awesome website, and there it is, the first one uh, for the articles. I'm gonna click on it, and the headline simply is this: Brewers offense lifeless again in two to nothing loss at Kansas City. The Milwaukee offense continued to struggle and wasted another outstanding starting pitching uh, pitching effort, excuse me, in a 2-1 to loss to Kansas City last night. The Brewers have now sco- uh, scored one run or fewer in six of their last 11 games, including three shutouts. Many of the struggles have come with Woodruff on the mound. Among qualifying pitchers, he's got the lowest run support of any in Major League Baseball. So, Rowdy. I would love to see... If they could break that down, because obviously they can, but I would love to see how they would break it down for Woodruff, Burns, Peralta, Hauser, Anderson. Because obviously those were your starting five in your rotation, and when you look at it, Woodruff and Burns have been amazing. Peralta's been good, and even Hauser's been good, and now Anderson's been so-so. But I mean, as, as a guy that they have penciled in as their fifth starter, you'll take the performance from all five of them. Obviously. 
and you want them to break it down of oh, run would, support for I these. I would love to see if they could break it down for run support for each one. Because <laughs> we're talking about Woodruff, who's been him and Burns are neck and neck for statistically the best between both of them. Mm-hmm. And he's getting 1.58 runs per game? No, Rowdy. That's egregious. In this, if you want these, the research department that we have here or the Big Jays or whatever to break this down, I mean, Jack Nicholson once said it, you can't handle the truth. I'll do Morpheus from the Matrix. You take the blue pill, Rowdy, and the story ends. And you wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe about the Brewers' offense. Or you take the red pill and you go down this rabbit hole, you stay in Wonderland, and Morpheus in the research department shows you how deep this rabbit hole goes. Which one do you want to do? Do you want to live ignorance is bliss with this Brewers' offense and just blame Andy Haynes and say you're fired? Or do you want to take this red pill and uh, stay in Wonderland and go how down this rabbit hole? Because I don't think we're going to like the answers once we figure it out. The Brewers are going to show you how bad that they truly are in offense. What are they... There's they're what scoring one point five eight runs a game for Brandon Woodruff, and you know what his ERA is one point five eight. Okay, so speaking of Woody, I have comments from him. Brandon Woodruff, here you go. He says there's a he's not going to blame anybody. Real quick, I found it. Now, oh remember how we kept talking about, uh, right. I don't have it specifically broken down for every pitcher, but just in general, we talk about how four and a half runs should be about where that major league average comes in per game, statistically mm-hmm. every single year. If you're in uh, about at four and a half, you're going to be at least in the middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. We talked about how last season they averaged 4.1 runs a game. Which was bad. Which was bad. And... You remember, though, the guys that they were relying on, the Christian Yelichs, the Keston Heroes? You know, they struck out a lot. They looked bad at the plate, but they still had a, quite a bit of run production. Yeah. They were still scoring runs. They were still hitting home runs and still uh, bringing in runs, batting in runs. Yeah. But the averages weren't there. Correct. Strikeouts were up. See you, Rick. Obviously, it's gotten worse this year because the Brewers are fourth worst in Major League Baseball. They are now scoring... 3.64 oh runs per game. And remember how mad we were last year of how bad the, the sticks were? It's even worse. If, if they it's were, an epidemic. If they were sitting in the same spot that they were last year with 4.1, they would be in the top, or sorry, they would be 20th in the league. Yeah. 20th in the league. Right now, they're currently 27th. Oh, my God. 27th? I'm going to quote the Matrix again, Rowdy, and say it. That's how it is with people. Nobody cares how it works as long as it works, and it ain't working. You know how, and, and RJ brought it up when he was on earlier, how he goes, you know, the Brewers in the month of May are now currently the second worst hitting team for the month, yeah. and the only team that's hitting worse than them the, was the Seattle Mariners. And they've just been no hit the, twice in 14 and, days. And they've been no hit twice in the last 14 days. Seattle still averages more runs per game than the Brewers. They are one slot ahead of Milwaukee. The, the three teams that are below Milwaukee are the Detroit Tigers, who we know are terrible, <laughs> the New York Mets, and then the Pittsburgh Pirates, who we know are terrible. So what's that say about the Brewers? The Milwaukee Brewers might just be terrible when it comes to hitting the baseball. Oh, my God. Oh my god. Well, I mean, look at look at the teams that are around 
the Brewers that we know are just one, either not good teams or they can't hit the baseball whatsoever. Pittsburgh, mm. they were projected to be the worst team or the second worst the team worst, in the majors. Worst team in baseball. And we knew that they didn't have any big name players. Okay, they're worse than the Brewers. The Detroit Tigers, one of the they worst. were projected to be the third worst team in baseball. Oh, yeah. And we knew that they didn't have many hitters. The Seattle Mariners, they were also projected to be a really bad team. They've just been no hit twice in 14 days. They're higher than the Brewers. The Baltimore <laughs> Orioles, we talk. they haven't had a good team in close to a decade. <laughs> we talk about them. They're ahead of the Brewers. Uh, the Kansas City Royals, we talked how they went 2-12. and 12 They just beat the Brewers last night. In their last 14-game stretch. They lost 11 in a row. Going into that Brewers series. They're not a good team. They played a lot of the Detroit Tigers that inflated their record. They don't have a great offense. They have more runs per game than the Milwaukee Brewers. The Cleveland Indians are a team that was known for their pitching and didn't have hitting. They score more runs per game than the Milwaukee Brewers. This is tough. Okay, so, Rowdy, here's the flip side, though. The starting pitching staff for the Brewers is one of the best in the majors. What universe Yeah, and where's that, we where's that bullpen rank? That bullpen's now falling back towards the bottom ten again. Yeah. After it, it did have it a, came up a bit. It, it did come up a bit for a stretch where it was about in the middle of the road. But now they're they're back to tracking to bottom ten. But yet you have I, I don't if I was Brandon Woodruff before you play these comments, I can't believe how upset I would be to be ripped off a mound like that when I'm still in position to not only be the the potential. Winner. Pitcher of record because if I sh- if I hold them and, and shut them down and the Brewers go and score a run for me that just next one. top of the just inning, one. I'm the pitcher of record or allowing me to pitch out of a no decision here because the bullpen is not good. Yeah. The bullpen has consistently been in the in the bottom ten for the majority of the season. And that was supposed to be the main strength coming. And up. you continuously see guys outside of Josh Hader that have been unreliable this year, but yet who has been the most reliable? Your starting pitchers, and specifically Brandon Woodruff and Corbin, Corbin Burns. Burns. All right, I have those comments coming up, but first, let's go to the phones quick. Who's this? Hey, bud, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle, I was thinking about you this morning. I'm like, I haven't heard from Kyle and Stoughton in a minute. Kyle, you could feel you could feel my energy, dude. What's on your mind? Probably Brewers. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it is. You know, I, I it feels like Groundhog's Day, man. It's <laughs> it's like the same freaking game every time Brandon Woodruff gets on the mound. You know, and it's the same freaking results. I mean, it's it's disgusting. Wouldn't it feel nice if we could say the f bomb right now? Oh, dude, I, I, I want to. And, and where I want to is about Urias. Ooh. My God, son, can you stop? Oh, Kyle? League players, never panic. Never panic. This dude panics so much. He has now it, it, nine errors on the season, uh, and seven of those coming in, what, three games? Yeah, it, it just doesn't make sense, Kyle. It's almost like he has the yips because he can be so good at times, and then it's like he misses that first throw, and he just he can't he can't throw it to first base after that. You know, and I think if this team started hitting the damn ball, you know, and got some offense going, these guys could relax a little bit more when they're they're on the defense. I mean, it, it, it's it's so much pressure on them. And I just want to say, man, what a hell of a throw by Garcia last night to home plate to get that out. That was yes, out. He was that out. was a freaking out, he man. That out, guy Kyle. never touched the plate. Why? The Brewers always come on the bad end of these stupid replay reviews from Major League Baseball. It's insane. Oh, that was, that was so BS. He never hit the plate, man. I mean, seriously, how could they not see that? Getting upset. 
Kyle. Oh, I'm yeah, I'm fired up, man. I'm sorry. I just <laughs> no, we got to get, get a out, fucking baby. win. We get it we got to get a win. We got to get the bats going. I mean, it's a long season, and right now it feels like a long season. But hey, let's get back to the winning percentage here and, and get these freaking starting pitchers some help. Yeah, uh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, we're wa- we're literally wasting. I mean, Corbin Burns made history. Brandon Woodruff's got a sub two ERA. He's uh, you know up there for the Cy Young. Same as Burns. We're wasting these guys. Absolutely, man. Our pitchers are nasty. Nasty. Let, let, let's let's uh, let's have the offense follow. Let's get nasty. Right. Let's go, boys. Come Corbin, on. Corbin Burns is going to do it tonight, Kyle. I can feel it. There's going to be it's gonna, Brewers going to win one nothing. Watch it happen. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Let's be on the other side of things for a while. They're really going to fire up the offense. Yeah, one nothing, Kyle. Coming up on four hits. <laughs> I see it, buddy. Just let it out. Give give a, give a guttural like primal scream once I hang up uh, the phone for you. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> See you, buddy. Later. See you, man. There you go. Conrad's got a little uh, competition now. Oh, what a rush. All right, Rowdy. I do want to play these Brandon Woodruff comments, but here's the thing. We're up against the break, and we got our guy Jocko coming at 830. So what we're going to do, <laughs> oh, what a rush. We're going to reset. And we haven't even begun to talk about the replay yet. No, the replay was. If, if, I mean, we we touched on the Rios versus Arcia. We we touched on Brandon Woodruff and Craig Council a little bit. I think there's more that you can go into with uh, Council and the replay and, and Council getting ejected. Yeah, Council. All right, here's what we're gonna do. We do have a shower in our building. It's right next to the research department. We're gonna go not together, separately. Take a cold shower, cool off a little bit. Come back, play some comments from Brandon Woodruff. Probably get upset again, but that's okay. Then we'll get Jocko on at eight thirty-five to give us a little, you know, calm us down a little bit. Yeah, those showers don't work for me. Brandon Woodruff, the big woo, woo. Got that Ric Flair drippy go woo on a pitch. Comments from Woody. Now he is a company man. You're not going to get a lot of stuff out there in this early season of people throwing others under the bus. So let's hear from him, Woody. Brandon Woodruff says he's not going to blame anybody for the hitting woes because he knows how difficult it is. I'm not going to blame anybody because I know how extremely difficult this game really is. It's hard going up there and hitting. You, when you get to experience it and seeing some of these caliber of guys, it's hard. We've got a really good team, and we're just in a little funk right now, and every team goes through it, and you never know when we're going to bounce out of it. But I feel like I say this every single year, but we'll get rolling, and we're not – out of this thing by any stretch. And I quote, I feel like I say this every single year. We had a caller, Tommy, love Tommy. He called in at 6.10 this morning and said, when is Brandon Woodruff going to be a Yankee? And Rowdy said July. <laughs> I said, if, <laughs> they, sarcastic, if they decided to rebuild and tear it all down. Maybe July. But if you're Brandon Woodruff and you constantly are getting pulled out of these games where you have the power to potentially win it and you know, do good for your team, but your manager is pulling you out, and Rowdy, you had said this, it feels like the council, others, are turning their back on their starting pitching staff. Yes? I mean, I don't know what else you would say at this point because they're the guys that are the better arms. They're the guys that have been giving it everything, and they're the guys that have been performing. So, How many more times do you have to be taken out of a game when you you know that those guys want to still be in there and doing it until you finally just say, well, manager doesn't have any faith in me. Front office doesn't have any faith in me. 
and the Yankees will give me a bankroll. Here's what he's saying. It's not about individual success when they lose. It means nothing. I don't want to be selfish in any way. I mean, like we lost and it's, it comes down, it comes down to winning and we'll get it going soon. And I, and hopefully as a staff, we continue to throw the baseball well and, you know, continue to do our jobs, but we're too good of a team to kind of be sitting in this position. And I think once our bats awaken, it's going, we're going to be a dangerous team. They had three hits and three errors. They lost two to nothing. Brandon Woodruff was the, could you say Brandon Woodruff was basically the only guy out there trying to win that game? Or else it appears that way. <laughs> Here's one more from Woody. Rough times right now for the pitching staff this year because of the offense. This game is, is such a hard game. Thankfully, uh, you know, as a pitching staff, we've been throwing well. But, you know, like I mentioned, you know, last time when I, when I talked to you guys, it's there's going to come a time in the season when, you know, we're pitching well and the offense isn't doing that well. But then there's going to be times when we're not throwing the ball well. And you saw it like the game on, uh, I guess, Atlanta. Our offense really picked us up that day. Well, Brandon Woodruff, you didn't get really anything any spicy, nothing really spicy there, Rowdy, besides him saying, like, oh, I feel like I say this every year. Well, it's because, well, I mean, look at last year. You know how the XFL had their little spring league? Yeah. And they played for, like, a handful of games? Yeah. Remember what they incorporated in there besides, like, the um, the viewing of every replay, which also we, we need to talk about because well, we we'll need to be inside the booth like the XFL had. But I'm talking about... You remember how they did in-game interviews? interviews. Yeah, I cool. would have loved to have had an interview with Sophia Minert uh, interviewing Brandon Woodruff as he's coming out of uh, that game. Because yeah. I think he would have had a different tone and a different <laughs> interview than what he gave up there as the company line. And oh, the, yeah. Hey, I don't want to badmouth anybody, but geez, you guys suck. XFL is cool because like some guy like I remember like they were interviewing a defender and they're like, "Yo, you just you just picked off some you know insert scrub quarterback here. How's it feel?" He's like, "Yeah, man, I do that guy was throwing it right there. I was doing it. I got it done. I got it." it well, was my cool. favorite one was a quarterback that had just thrown. They were having miscommunication, mm-hmm. and he had just thrown like his second or third pick, and he goes. Well, my receiver isn't learning the play <laughs> and like just completely came out on the, the receiver. Guy. And yeah. it's like, now that's what I want to hear. I would love that. Instead, you get, you know, after the game, these Zoom conferences now because, uh, you know, how it is. Because you lately. know, you we've all played sports. Listen, you don't feel that way after every single game. Well, we saw, listen, I'm not a lip reader, but I can make out some words. And I made out a couple F-bombs from Brandon Woodruff when he was leaving the mound. And then sitting on the bullpen, uh, you know, watching up on the railing, watching the Brewers squander his start away. Well, it's like how many times? I saw some f words. How many times were you playing growing up where it's like someone on your team? You're, it's a really close game, and they commit just a, a knee buckling error, and you're sitting out I'm in the still, field stewing on it because you're pissed about it. I'm still mad at some guy from my junior year of high school, Rowdy, thinking about that. I still want to throttle him. Or how? How? Pissed are you if you're the person that committed the error? Yeah, then you're or, pissed. Of course you're pissed. Are you the person that, like, if you came in at, like, Devin Williams, but yet you're still going to get the same old, well, we got to get better. Oh, we got to get better. So here's the thing. The offense obviously needs to get better. Lorenzo Cain, one of the highest paid players on the Brewers, if not, is he the highest paid? Who? Lorenzo Cain. Lorenzo Cain is the highest paid. All right, here's Low Cain. He says, uh, Woody dominant, but they didn't, you know, Hold their end of the bargain. The guy's an animal out there, you know, the things he's been doing all year long. You know, we don't expect anything less from him the rest of the season. So uh, he's, a, he's a dominant pitcher. And um, like I say, once again, we didn't uh, score any runs. So it's a tough night for the offense again. But uh, got to show, show back up tomorrow and hopefully we can 
go out there and put up, you know, five or six, seven runs, hopefully. Well, let's just start. Let's just start easy. Let's just let's put one run on the board, then go from there. Hopefully, it's contagious. Here's more from uh, Lorenzo Kane talking about hitting, or should I say, lack thereof. I feel like we've been pressing all season, honestly. So things are just not going our way. I'm, I'm kind of running out of words to say. You know, um, <laughs> it's getting tough. Just gotta keep grinding, man. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, we we gotta score some runs because our pitching has been lights out. We just haven't been good enough. Craig Council also talks about. I'm getting upset. Craig Council also talks about. They got to do better offensively. We got to be better offensively. Who's ever on the mound, you know, it, it doesn't matter necessarily who's on the mound. We just got to be better offensively. It was, we weren't good enough tonight. We didn't put enough pressure on on Bubich. Um, you know, I think one hit, two base runners. I think for three base runners for him through six innings. So that's not a recipe for a lot of runs. And you're going to put zeros and ones up there when when those are those are your base runner totals. All right, so I have more comments from Craig Council coming up. But Rowdy, it's some bad company right now, dude. It's not looking I just, good. I just think it's hilarious. What? You have a guy, Chris Boobich, who, I mean, going into this season, Boob. he's pitched pretty well, but it's small sample size. You can look at his year last year in which you have a bigger sample size and say he was 1-6 with an ERA in the fours. Mm-hmm. And we keep saying... Well, some of the Brewers broadcasts will be like, "Oh, it's Jack Flaherty. Yeah, he's 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 an ace. He's a really good pitcher." But it's day, night after night, day after day, we're letting these guys like Kyle the Boob Boobich, <laughs> who have a career ERA, the Boob side Boob, and you're making them look like Cy Young Award winners. They're not. You're just bad. It's Cy Young reincarnate, Row- Rowdy. Bad the, guy's, the guy's career record is one in six. Ugh. It's bad company if that uh, sticks, and we can't deny it, dude. It stinks. Now, here's what we're going to do. Step I'm away. tired of Lorenzo Cain, too. <laughs> you're tired of lo- I've been tired Brody, of him for a I'm while. writing a list of everyone you're tired over. It's, it's getting long. It's, you can see it on twitch.tv here. All right, Rowdy, but back to the Brewers. Who do you want to go after? Craig Council or hitters not carrying their weight? Or replay, which is the ball. The ball is in your court. I'm feeling replay right now. All right. Replay. Yesterday. Go. Replay. Brewers got robbed again on replay. Yeah. And we talked about it briefly. We had a caller bring it up. Avisel Garcia did have a great throw. It was right on the money. And the guy was tagged out because he, from what I could tell, he never did touch the plate. What I could tell, he was out. You're out. And from what it looked like, it looked like not only did Narvaez block the plate well, but he received the ball and made a tag before the... And the guy, if you saw how he slid, he slid in almost like with his hand. Yeah. He slid, his leg slid past, and and the ball was boom, boom. I was re-watching I it this morning. Can, there wasn't an angle that I saw where you could clearly see that he touched the plate. But yeah. I could see angles where he clearly got touched by Narvaez's... Uh, Glove. Yeah, I saw, and I was rewatching it a bunch this morning. I saw from every angle that I had, the dude was out. Like, he was out. You're out. But instead, it had to go to replay. And what do we know, Rowdy, about Major League Baseball replay, their judgments, and the Milwaukee Brewers? Well, remember 2018, where the Brewers were dead last in challenges. Mm -hmm. And if you're looking at the major league challenge average. It was like 
every time uh, you challenge, it's like a 48% chance that you win. So it's it's basically 50-50, which you would figure, right? Yes. Because it's a boom-boom play, and you're sitting there going, okay, well, it's probably about 50-50 whether it was right or not, especially if they are going to challenge it. So it makes sense that the average would be about 50%. The Brewers in 2018, oh, yeah, by the way, that was the year that they were world beaters. That was the year where they had guys like Wade Miley and Jolice Chassin having big-time seasons. F, yeah. And no one saw this Brewer team being that good or making the push that they did. Correct. Oh, well, New York and, and baseball had to somehow try and uh, F it up. hold them down because that was when they were winning challenges at just over 20%. 20%. And there were games where it was clear as day that the runner had beat the ball there or that the ball had beat the runner there, and they were still not giving the Brewers the calls. And then you're sitting there watching the Cubs, who we all know that the media wanted to hype up, especially back in those days. Yeah, oh yeah. Before the Cubs really cratered out here oh lately. Yeah. No doubt about that. There was a game I was watching against the Cubs and the Rockies, in which a Rocky player clearly slid into second base <laughs> before Baez had caught the ball, and they ended up giving him the out. And they went to replay, and I remember I, I slowed down the TV and I paused it. To where the runner's foot was clearly on the base and the ball was still in vision as he's reached out for his glove. They still called him out after replay. Yeah. Okay. So specifically, let's get back to yesterday. Yes, last night. Back to yesterday. There was no clear spot that he had ever touched the plate from what they showed what I saw. And I all I saw was uh, Narvaez's glove touching the guy was it before he even made a, an attempt. Yeah. I don't get how there was any evidence that 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 play could have stood. And two, how the hell can the guy that's standing right there not see that? Yeah, yeah. go, Rowdy. Go, get him. It's get ridiculous. Him. It's redonkulous. I, honestly, get rid of get rid of all replay. Because they get it all wrong. Get rid of all replay. <sighs> okay. Here's Craig Council. He was asked about the replay. <laughs> Check out this answer. We're going to sing this song for as long as replay is around. So there's no reason to answer these questions about replay. What, what are we supposed to say about it? Craig Council says, I'm sick of answering these questions. I won't answer these questions anymore. Well, this is my thing. Then his <laughs> ass comes out here, gets all pissy when, uh, in my opinion, Avisel Garcia, that swing. Did he get tossed with only two strikes on yes. his count? Yeah, he was tossed with that only two swing, strikes. That swing was borderline. That could have went either way, in my opinion. I'm fine with it being called a strike. I'm fine with it being a ball because I thought it was literally as close to borderline as you could be. Mm-hmm. And they got the strike call. Obviously, it was bad. But Craig Council comes in and gets blows up about Avisel Garcia, who's blowing up about a strike. Who, how come you weren't? How come you weren't out there blowing up on when the guy was called safe? Yeah, which was one. Which two was terrible. Nothing. Which was terrible. That was that was the part. If he throws him out, guess what? It's zero zero. Obviously, obviously, Al Why Garcia you blowing up then. Obviously, <laughs> that's an excuse BS from Craig Council saying, "Well, I'm not going to talk about replay. The replay is wrong. Go tell them they're wrong. Right to their face. Put the put the finger in the chest. Poke them a little bit. You already lived through 2018, and you got screwed more times than it went in your favor. What was the league average in 2018? Wasn't it like it was two. It was like 48. percent The Brewers were at 20, 20 and a half. half. Yeah, it was insane. Craig Council. So obviously, Al Garcia was up there. And there was a questionable borderline call. Obviously, Al Garcia starts arguing balls and strikes. There's only two strikes on his count. He got t- ejected. Then Council comes out, and he gets ejected. Here's Council on what happened. I just don't think a player can be ejected for simply just throwing his hand in the air and in the ninth inning uh, with an at-bat and two outs going on. I mean, the, the umpire has to take a little bit, understand there's a motion in the game at that point. 
And I, what's wrong with that? Um, and I, so that was my point is, is, is don't take um, an emotional point of the game and put it in your hands. Um, and that's what the umpire did right there. He took an emotional point of the game and he put it in his hands. And that's disappointing. And I don't think that should happen. Was there frustration on Avi's part? Yeah, he was frustrated, but the game could have moved on pretty pretty easily. Have you seen worse uh, ump- well, umping and refereeing than this? Is I think it's like an epidemic of terrible umpires in this year of 2021. It almost seems like it's well, everything's under like microscope with replay now. So you you have and especially with uh, like the digital. Uh, you can Strike go on Twitter now. Have you, you seen that Twitter account? Everything. See that Twitter account where they grade every umpire every after every game? But they're I'm, all just terrible. I'm telling you, why is he not mad about that? Like he's just like, I'm not going to comment. It's it's replay. Well, I'm sure he's been asked it. I don't know how many times. Well, I'm here's sure eventually the thing. Just I think Brandon the same Woodruff was closer to going out there, and I don't know if he was ready to throttle. I don't know if he was ready to throttle the umpire, <laughs> uh, the guy that was called safe, or Devin Williams on the mound, or Craig, or or who. But he was closer to being the one out there freaking out on the mound as you saw him smacking the fence and yeah. the railing, dropping some f bombs. Yeah. Then I saw anyone else. Yeah, I agreed. All right, let's go to the phones quick. Thanks for waiting on hold. Who's this? I take that full call myself. I watch the game, and it's like. You, you, Mr. Man, you. Rowdy, it's, okay, so are we getting the replay off the chest now? Craig Council should have done, freaked out a little more. Instead, he freaked out about Avi getting ejected in the ninth, but when he should have really been focusing in on, oh, I don't know, when it was one nothing. When it was looked like the dude was totally yeah, dead that, to rights I mean, out. There were other things for him to go off about in that game, in my opinion, than that one strike. Like th- That was like small grapes compared to some of the other things that happened during that game. All right, I'm going to check this. We have a list today of everyone and we're coming after. And replay sucks, and it, it's never been on the side of the Brewers, and I'd have to pull up those things, but it's almost as if they, they've used it on purpose against them. Replay check. Can I check you, you can't be that bad at replay when you can clearly see that a certain result occurred and then not come up with that same result. Can I check replay off the, the our hit list today? Before sure. we're coming after. All right, replay checked off. I want to talk. Now, is Craig Council involved in that? With uh, we, Craig Council, like, he was the first one on your list of who you wanted to come after. We're still not done with him yet, are we? I think there's probably a little more to unpack okay. there. No, definitely. And uh, I think we want to do any hitter not carrying his weight next. Yes? Sure. All right. <laughs> we got a long list. We got a lot of problems with you people. And now you're going to hear about it. Rowdy is hot last night. In fact, I think you said that you weren't able to sleep last night over a. a it was hard because you're so <laughs> pissed. It's like you. I slept like a baby. I can't last watch. Night. I, I'm having trouble watching this type of baseball where it's just the she gone movement where it's, it's either hit or strike out, hit or strike or out, hit a home run yeah, or strike home out. Home I mean. run, strike out, and just a lot of guys that throw hard. It's annoying because it's it's just taking away all the fundamentals out of baseball, and then it puts you through stretches like this. Where you don't even want to turn the TV on. Oh, you mean when the Brewers um, are absolutely abysmal on offense? They're averaging 1.58 runs a game. 1.58 runs? Is that just when Wood- Woody's on the mound? That's just when Woodruff's on the mound because total. Oh my God. Total, they are ranked 27th with 3.64 runs <laughs> per game. Takes a lot for me to lose my cool. But, you know, it gets Rowdy's goat. Brewers losing 2 nothing. Wasting Brandon Woodruff. And actually, this gets my goal right here. Cubs fans teeing off as the Cubs, yes, are in second place right now. 
My buddy Josh just hit me up on uh, Facebook. He DM'd me. He's a Cubs fan. I don't know why. He's a Wisconsinite. It's your, it's your birthright to be a Brewers fan, but okay. He says, let me tell you this. Second place has never felt so good. How about you trade those pitchers you have so they actually got a shot at winning? Your Brewers have three pitchers capable of 20 wins a season on that team, and you're wasting them away. There's no pain better than Brewers fans' pain. Rowdy, Tom called in at 6.10 this morning. I bet that's the same guy that was whining, crying, pleading for World Series until 2016. Uh, I mean, he's always been a Cubs fan his whole life. He's never, he's never, he's never flip-flopped on that. I've known him No, but I bet he was, he was whining and, oh, we can never win anything. We're the Cubs. <laughs> With uh, the wibble, and With then the they wibble, finally wibble, win wibble, one, and then it's like, ha, look at the Brewers' pain. See all those World Series we have? <laughs> Such a great franchise. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just messaged back and said, between the Brewers and Aaron Rodgers, you guys might be in for a long year. <laughs> well, Josh, last time I checked, you're a, you're a uh, Packers fan. So, I mean, you're, you're also in the long year with us when it comes to Rodgers. All right, Rowdy. So up next on the list of, I mean, everyone's public enemy number one today. Bernie Brewer's not safe. Hank the Dog's not safe. Mark Adonazio's ponytail's not safe. Uh, Rowdy, when we look at any hitter right here, any hitter not carrying their weight. Where do, you, where do you even want to start here of any hitter not carrying their weight? Because it's just about everyone. Well, first of all, why did they bring Christian Yelich back for just him to strike out three times and then in his first at-bat do a little like dribbler to third base to get thrown out at first? What was the point of Christian Yelich coming back? I don't know, but once lost. again, he looked like the 2020 version of Christian Yelich. At the beginning of the season when he was firing on all cylinders, you know, about the first two weeks before that back injury, Mm-hmm. He was hitting the ball, and he's hitting the ball well. He was spraying it to all different uh, parts of the field, but there just wasn't any. There wasn't any run production, right? There was no home runs, and yeah. there wasn't a ton of RBIs. But you could also look around the guys around him and saying, "Well, the fact that no one was getting on base in front of him, or no one was was hitting behind him a ton, especially in those first couple of weeks, because <laughs> it, it was basically just Yelich that was hitting. Uh-huh. Maybe that could be a reason why he doesn't necessarily had the production, but he's but. He obviously had the back injury thingy, like whoever knows what the hell it actually is. And then this is obviously our first look at him since being recalled from Nashville where he didn't necessarily play very well. Yeah. He looks like the 2020 version of Christian Yelich because he swung right through a pitch that was down the middle. Oof, it was tough. And it was 98, and I believe it was a 2-2 count. But Dude, he swung right through it. It's tough. And, and prime Christian Yelich of 2018 and 19, that ball winds up in the seats. Yes, sir. That's gone. She gone. It's the get up, get up, get out of here, gone. Instead, and this time alarming. it's the steer, right? Yeah. And that, that's a little alarming. So I'm just going to run down the list here and just give me a quick little synopsis. Colton Wong's batting 259. That He's, I believe, about a 260 career hitter. So that's So he's carrying his weight. It's right about where he's going to be. He had uh, three at-bats, a walk, and a strikeout. 259. Lorenzo Kane. he came back to Kansas City. He had a nice little standing ovation from the fans in the stands. He tipped his hat, had a beautiful smile, twirled his hat back around and put it back on, and he proceeded to, I think, fly out. Lorenzo Kane, one hit. He's batting 224. Yeah, and obviously not a ton of at-bats here since he was out. But I already told you my feelings about Lorenzo Cain. You wanted him traded last season. I wanted season. him traded. Or coming into this season. 
I wanted him traded it during last season. Yeah. Before before he even skipped out. All and right. then just really hammered that point home when he skipped out. So for a guy who gets paid the most of the Milwaukee Brewers, betting 224, slugging 388 with an on-base percentage of 333. For a guy that was coming off of statistically one of his lesser batting years at age 33, then to skip out on the team as being one of the team's captains in 2020 and then think you were going to come back and be the same player at a professional level after sitting out a year and being 35, which is when you know the majority of uh, baseball players, they're definitely on their back end, on their back nine here once they hit 35. They're on their last legs. And Kane is legitly on his last legs. How much have we heard about his legs, whether it be his hamstring, his quad? In one of the rare Brewer wins lately, Low Kane came storming through, what, from second and came all the way down? Well, that's the thing. Lorenzo Kane Kane has had a few big games this year. He beat the Cubs with a homer. But that's the other thing. He's the highest paid guy, and he hasn't been able to do it consistently and play at that level that you're paying him to. And be that strong leader that you needed. Yeah. He hasn't uh, been able to do it. All right. Up next, we just kind of already talked to him a little bit, but Yelly was called up from the injured list uh, off the 10 day IL. He was DH last night where he went a big over with three strikeouts, betting 316. Obviously, the average, already is, the average is fine, but there's been no production, and now he looks, he's been hurt. Abiciel Garcia, four at bats, 1K, nothing. He's batting 250 with the slugging 417. I think that's the. No, Narvaez is the highest slugger on the team. Uh, so, obviously, Al Garcia also get ejected yesterday for arguing a call last night. What do you, what? Garcia's been about what you're paying for this season. Now, he was under that last season, but this season, it's about what you're paying for. Okay, up next, the man that looks – no, he came in as a pinch hitter, but the man who looks like a Wisconsinite, but he's not, Daniel Vogelback, the barrel man himself. He's betting 205. And I'm not surprised. I mean, this is this <laughs> he's is, a jur- he's a journeyman. Do you, do you remember last year when everyone was having their Daniel Vogelback craze when he was hitting like, like 300 for two weeks at the end of the season? Yeah, and he was there for two weeks out of the season. He hit like a handful of home runs and he yeah, got hot. A, yeah, I, I love him. And then, then everyone's like, "Oh, this guy needs to come back." And I told you, I go, people. The longer he hangs around, the more people are not going to like him. And because people- <laughs> he literally is like a 215 hitter. And it's all or nothing. And he's been 205. It's basically what you're getting right now. Okay, so he's 205. One one little notch better than him would be Tyrone Taylor, 206. I don't really was expecting much from Tyrone Taylor. Again, him and Billy McKinney had their time in the sun, but I don't need to see them play much longer. Jackie Bradley Jr. is betting 155. Could Jackie Bradley Jr. at least give us his career average of like 230? Because Jesus, <laughs> all right, oh. two thirty is a hell of a lot higher than his batting average currently. Manny Pena, he's gonna have to of, hit like four hundred to get to his normal batting average. Manny Pena came back off of injury and he is batting two hundred, slugging four fifty though. I mean, anything with Manny Pena hitting the baseball is a bonus. If you remember in two thousand eighteen where he had that big year, yeah, and it's not like it was a big year for like a, a big time player, but like a nice year for him. If you're getting anything above. 235 for Pena. That's a win. Okay, Omar Narvaez. Omar Narvaez is batting 367. And that's only going to come down, obviously, because he's had limited plate appearances, but he's swung the bat extremely well so far this year. The mayor of Ding Dong City was moved from third base to now first base. Travis Shaw is batting 218. He was one of the bright spots to start the season, but now kind of fading like everyone else. Yeah, Travis Shaw, a little below what you would hope for from him. But uh, after what happened in 2019 and 20, 
he's probably closer to on pace of what you'd expect. But uh, you're hoping for more. Yeah. But he's a guy that's a streaky hitter. Yeah, he is a streaky he's a guy hitter. that. But he's he's already shown this season already that he's can come up big in moments, but no one else really has shown that yet. If you look at his first two weeks, that was when he was batting like over 300, and yeah. everyone's like, hell yeah, Travis Shaw's back. The then he went city. on that little like uh, two week terrible slump where he was back down to like 200 mm-hmm. and then he got hot again and he was right below 240 and now he's kind of cooling down again yeah we'll see where he ends up but uh it's a little below what you would like and we have three more players before we hit the break here Luis Urias the walking error himself yeah obviously de- <laughs> defensively especially in those three games oh, I'm sorry he's batting uh 205 it's been brutal and See, he's he's a weird one because he's had good at bats. He's he's got a high on base percentage, especially for that uh, three seventeen right now. Relative to his his batting average, yeah. You're just you're hoping for more. You're okay. like I, you need some more. Uh, this next name is something that I really wasn't expecting much out of. Pablo Reyes batting two sixty five. Same as Tyron it, Taylor, I'll, Billy I'll sum McKinney. It up pretty easily, pretty quickly. Lucky to be on the team. And Billy McKinney to round it out 209. Again, Lucky another guy that that had a, a his time in the sun, played well, but he's just a guy that's a he's had a lot of promise coming out because he was a high, high draft pick, big time prospect, and he just never really a, accumulated the stats once he hit the major leagues. So of all the names I just read, what? One is carrying their weight in Colton Wong? Well, I'd say Wong, Garcia, and Narvaez are all either at the level you would expect or playing or better. close to it. So I think you, it's pretty safe to say everyone else is well. Narvaez, below. Narvaez, you know, was he coming off an injury and he was a pinch hitter last night and he came in for Pena to catch, obviously. And then Colton Wong's been constant, and Garcia's been serviceable. Yeah, like you said. Other than that, it's like what the hell's going on right now. Everyone else is re- not remotely close to where you'd like them to be. And the Brewers are third now in the NL Central, sitting at 521 and 21. Well, look at the outfield. Look at the outfield. We we thought we had four big-time players. Well, Garcia is about where you want him to be. Christian Yelich has been MIA for the majority of the season. And Jackie Bradley Jr. and Lorenzo Cain, I, some days you wonder if they should even show up to the ballpark. And I know you see them sometimes, but I wonder if they're even there. All right. Check that off the list. We'll cross it off the list then. There it is. Any hitter not carrying their weight. Check. Rowdy, we're uh, just about over here with the show and with the list. I think up next is Craig Council. Your buddy. You're mad. Tell him. He's listening. I'm just, I just can't deal with how he uses his bullpen anymore. <laughs> 75% of the time, I swear to God, I disagree with it. Oh, my God. It's like when he pulled them in years prior, I would say the top of the rotation, as in when we were talking about top, we're talking about Woodruff, we're talking about Burns, we're talking about Peralta, have never thrown the baseball better. Yeah. As a collective, they've never thrown the baseball better. And as individuals, obviously, they've never thrown the baseball better. And now they've been good pitchers, or at least some of them have at times mm-hmm. or over their career, but never this good. And we're talking about other other seasons where it would be like guys like Jaleese Chosin. Chos- we're talking about Wade Miley's of the world. We're talking like guys that were projects that were having good seasons, and especially early in the year, you weren't 100% sure on them, right? Right. It, it, it wasn't, oh, my goodness, Corbin Burns is setting – strikeouts per walks record. Like it was nothing near that though. You were getting good performances. 
And those bullpens, those were top 10 or better bullpens. Now you're going to a bullpen that is bottom 10. Yeah, and you're going to them early instead of living or dying with two of the better pitchers in the league right now. I just let Brandon Woodruff just do his thing. How many how many starts now have you seen it's Brandon Woodruff, Woodruff go out there? It's getting pissed, and I don't blame him one bit. I don't blame him one bit for getting pissed either. That's his game to win or lose. That imaginary number of 100 is stupid. There was another no-hitter thrown last night. Uh, is this the sixth? Fifth. Fifth, excuse me. Oh, sixth if you can count Madison Bumgarner's was a seven-game a seven-inning game, but they didn't actually count it. They said it was a complete so, game. So, yeah. So, technically, there would be five no-hitters, but there would be six complete game shutouts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, there was another no-hitter thrown last night. This one comes from some cat for the Tigers that really wasn't that good coming into the performance last night, but he threw 117 pitches. Lance Lynn threw like 118 pitches when he did his. Wade Miley did 100 and was Wade Miley in the 120s? Wade Miley was up there, and all of them were well over a hundred pitches to make it an easy roundup. Yeah, and none of their arms fell off. None of them required Tommy John surgery. None of them all of a sudden had to end their career because their arm was now junk. They're still pitching and still doing good. I just I don't understand when a pitcher's dealing out there. Who is just absolute fire? Had, Who hasn't hit that 100 mark? We've had people call in and say, see, it was the right move. They brought in, in the past, they brought in Devin Williams because when you have a guy like Brandon Woodruff out there, you didn't want him to be able to take a loss. You, you wanted to take him out where he could only get the win or no decision. Well, flip the script on you last night because <laughs> he took him out when all he could do was get a no decision or a loss. And Devin so Williams gave it up. with this? Yeah. Well, uh, uh, well, actually... Live or die with your best players or get left. Like, yeah, they get left behind. Right now they're getting left behind. <laughs> Brandon Woodruff has a 1.58 ERA. He is 2-2 two and two on the season. Corbin Burns set Major League Baseball history with 58 strikeouts to zero walks to start the season. Now, Garrett Cole bested him when it comes to that during any stretch of the season, but to start the season, Corbin Burns sent... History, something that's never been done in majors, the Major League Baseball before. Corbin Burns' ERA is 1.57, and he has a win-loss record of 2-3. and three. He has two wins, three losses. Brandon Woodruff, two wins, two losses. Woody's 1.58 ERA. Corbin Burns, a 1.57 yeah, so ERA. The Brewers are 20-20. and 20. that have nearly identical statistics, and both of them are combined to be 4-5. and five. Yeah. How pathetic. Yeah, that just shows you how bad the Brewers' offense is. Um... Corbin, I'm sorry, Brandon Woodruff's ERA is 1.58. The Brewers, when Corbin Burns is pitching, the Brewers average 1.58 runs. That's, like, it's absurd. It's insane. It's nuts. And a lot of people say, well, you know, fire Andy Haynes, the hitting coach. Okay. Is is that the cure-all, Rowdy? Is that is that literally all it is? Well, I told, Get rid of him? Remember we were talking about this a couple uh, weeks ago? Because I don't think so. In my opinion... When you have a good hitting coach, like we'll talk about Darnell Coles because he was a guy that was here in the past, mm-hmm. and they had done really well and had a lot of success. I remember I explained it being like a a Tom Brady or a Drew Brees going to a quarterback coach, where it's like if they're like in the ninety nine percentile, these guys go to their quarterback coach to gain like tenths. Yeah, yeah tenths. Yeah. They get tenths better yeah. from going to a good quarterback coach. That's kind of like what it is with professional baseball players in my opinion it can make them a little bit better but in some of the cases where you have 
some guys that maybe like a Travis Shaw that just need a change up instead of getting the majority of guys like a 10th better guys like that, that need maybe a reworking or need just a mental break or a mental uh, rechange. Those guys can get actual, I mean, digits better <laughs> going off of that yeah, as confusing yeah. as that probably was. But overall, <laughs> it's overall it's small compared to what the player is. If sure. that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. But it, it, it does mean something in my opinion. I, I agree with you too. Uh, I don't think the Kirill is firing Andy Haynes. I, you know, I think it's just, it's just a problem. And hopefully the Brewers can hit their way out of it. Let's just focus on this tonight, Rowdy. Brewers 7-10 in Kansas City against the Royals. Corbin Burns is on the mound. Opposite of some guy who's got, I forget his name, but he's got an ERA of like 6.87. If the Brewers, if they win one nothing, I'll be okay with it. If the Brewers lose tonight, I might call in with a broken heart. Is that is that, are you wearing blue today for the Royals? No, I just is that just those. happenstance? Is the start of the the part of the rotation on the closet? All right, Bill Michaels, he's next. I'm sorry, Bill Michaels is what Rowdy? Next. <laughs> We're gonna cool down a little bit. I'm I'm gonna call it right now. Corbin Burns is gonna pitch stellar, and the Brewers are gonna win. Brewers gonna win one nothing. You really have a lot of faith in this offense. We're gonna we're gonna start small. We're gonna really really hammer it home tonight. Baby steps. One run, four hits. One run, four hits. Brewers win one nothing. Baby steps. Only one error tonight. Only one error. (laughs) All right, we're out of here.